Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. Welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hi. Hi, Desi. Desi's back in town. What do we got going on here? Okay. Well, I have a really, it's a grab bag. Of, of stories. I'm going to start with a story you said last week. This is our top story. Someone sent us something and you're like, this is our top story. So this was a story that was sell, sold as Tucson teacher fired from teaching job due to only fans account. That was the headline. That was the headline, but they left in a very important detail out of that headline. And I was confused because I didn't know this person had changed their name. Yes. So I was like, and then I said, I looked at the picture and I was like, is that? And the person who sent us the link was like, yes, <laughs> it's Rachel Dolezal. Dolezal. Dolezal? Who the fuck knows? Um, She's changed her name. I have a question. Yeah. Who reported this initially? <laughs> this is, this story I have is Arizona Central. I don't know what the story, the link was sent to us or who reported it first. Because whoever reported it first, they literally buried the lead. I w- that's why I was so confused when the person sent us the link. Because I was kind of like, w- I, <laughs> I was like, why wouldn't they say Rachel Dolezal or whatever, however you say her name in the headline? It was truly confusing to me because when I saw the picture, you, you, you recognize that face right away, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> We all know what she looks like, and she hasn't changed her look at all. I was trying to see if I could find the tweet um, where, because you were, I think, replying to it as well. Oh, our top story. Let's see what it was. Let's see. This was sent to us from Evan. Breaking news, Tucson teacher loses job over OnlyFans account. Now, it doesn't say her name, but the picture. It's Rachel Dolezal. Yeah. And then when I clicked it, it doesn't. Her name is different, it's right? It's Nikechi Diallo. Yeah, and, and um, it doesn't say anything in the headline still, like formerly known as or anything. That's crazy. So this was KVOA News for Tucson. It's like, do they not know? Do they, <laughs> do, they, do they just think this is a random teacher in the area? They don't know. How, how does anybody in America not know who Rachel Dolezal is? I have no idea. Um, but if you don't remember, she was an NAACP leader in Spokane, Washington. She's white. Well, but well, she was she was posing as a black woman. She's posing as a black woman. She is white. Um, and it was a huge story when that dropped. Yeah. So if you look at her, she has darkened her skin somehow. Right, like a self tanner, self tanner, um, and her hair is definitely—I don't know what she does to her hair. She's had a variety of hairstyles, but she's had a variety of um, black hairstyles. She's done braids. She's 
obviously gotten some perms. She's gotten a perm, She's yeah. She's permed her hair to make it curly because we've seen pictures of Rachel as a child and she has very naturally fine straight hair. And she, I think she dyes it darker too. Yeah. Because it looks, um, I think when her teen years, it was definitely light, like more dirty blonde. It was like strawberry blonde. Yeah. Um, anyway, she, the story is basically that she was working part time um, as an after school instructor. That's a common thing. They keep the kids in school, parents need that service. So that was the job she was doing. But she's famously had an OnlyFans account for a few years. Did they not Google her before they hire her? <laughs> I have no idea. It's it's wild to me that someone doesn't know who she is, not even that, when she walks in. Not that she doesn't, you know, she should be barred from working. Oh, no, no, no. no. It's but, just funny. But they should, but Google, I mean, that she's famously had an OnlyFans. Right. And whatever you think about teachers having an OnlyFans, I will say, she probably shouldn't have been publicizing it in her social media bio because that's basically where she got busted because schools have strict, I guess, uh, rules and uh, you have to kind of abide by if you're working in the school district about your social media. I'm sure it covers a lot of different things. I don't really know what. Um, but she had her, her she had the like link, link in bio to her OnlyFans on her public account. Right. So that's how she basically um, got busted. Um, that broke some some rules, I guess, about being professional. Um, I don't know. So she got she lost her job. But the I, real story is the buried lead. <laughs> the real story is the buried lead because that was just wild to me. They referred to Arizona teacher. Just no, a, no, this is not an Arizona <laughs> teacher. This is Rachel Dole. Right, that would be like calling Mary Lake, Mary Kay Letourneau that or something. Right. Just like referring to them as like former teacher. It's like, that's not what they're famous for. Right. Okay? Right. Uh, no, that was really crazy. So let's see what else we got. This, this story I haven't really followed that much, but I definitely want to look into it more. And maybe it could be a crazy episode. It's really sad. It's this mommy blogger, Ruby Frankie. She was um, accused of abusing her children. And obviously that's wild because that's her whole thing is being a mom online. Um, And she got sentenced up to 60 years in prison. I saw this. Um, She made a really weird speech when she was convicted calling her baby her little chicks and that she's the mama duck it's like lose the mommy blogger lingo when you're when you're, you're being you fucked up like <laughs> right you're not a mommy duck anymore like lady yeah. and and then i guess she had some kind of weird accomplice who also got sentenced um for abusing these poor children she had she had, i think she has five kids how long did she have this blog for was it a blog or a vlog I think it was a blog, but I'm sure at some point she also, um, you know, ventured out into the vlogging world. They always do. This is sadly not the first of this kind of story with some, some, not all, but a few. We've seen stories of this with mommy bloggers or vloggers. Well, at some point that becomes more important than their actual kids. Is the content. Yes. Which is sad. Um but there is some kind of weird religious aspect to this whole case that I definitely am interested in. 
Um, so I'll look more into that. I'm glad she is punished for this because I always feel like child abusers get off pretty easy. Yeah. And I'm glad that in this case that didn't happen. Okay. A little bit, let's go to some um, lighter stories. We'll break it up. This, this headline caught my eye. This is from Huffington Post. Weird news. One of my, my favorite Your stops. Go-tos. Texas man accused of putting antiques up his kilt-covered butt. Okay. Did you see this? No. So this is a man in Spring, Texas. He was wearing a kilt when he was arrested for a crime that can be truly that can truly be described as asinine. Come on. <laughs> he was taking items for sale at an antique store and placing them in his anus. While he was still in the store. Yes. So he was going into the store wearing a kilt, which is not a crime. No. But then he was finding antique candlesticks and the like. Well, what were the objects? Let's let's see if it's in the story. But the the real crime, I think, was that he was putting them up his anus and then putting them back on the shelf. Right. That's a that's a big crime. If you want to you need to purchase those, go home and do that in the privacy of your own home. Or just shoplift them. Don't put them back on the shelf after it's been up your ass for exactly. some other person to get. Well, what do they do? It's a bigger crime to put them back on the shelf. I agree. Because so, you can't even sterilize those <laughs> at that point. I mean, we want things we want antiques in antique shops, but not not that much patina. Was this guy, wait, was he arrested? Yes. So the good news is we're going to find out what he stuck up his ass. That's what I want to know. Yeah, that's the important details. And HuffPost, they're good with this, usually. They'll give an update? No, they'll give us, they'll tell us the details we want to know. Because I need an update on the story. Well, I'm going to give you what he he put up there right now. Oh, they have it now. Yeah, that's what I mean. So... He, as I mentioned, he was observed placing these items in his rectum and then putting them back on the shelves. Some of the items, this is a 60-year-old guy, by the way. Mm. I don't know why that's kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it is. You think by 60, you, you, you learn to you have a little bit of Stop decorum. doing this shit. <laughs> um, so he stuck up um, an antique makeup brush. We don't want to have that back on our shelves. That's very um, not antibacterial. An antique bottle opener, and a tobacco tent can. The a can? can. <laughs> How, what's the width of the can? I don't know, but that sounds a little bigger. Like the brush you can see easily going. <laughs> it sounds like he did some anal training while he was in the shop. He I'm, first stuck up the brush, yeah. which is a thin width, and then he worked his way to the Bottle opener. Bottle opener, which could have a thicker width. And then he said, now I'm ready. Give me that tobacco tent can. I'm guessing it's one of those sort of like metal vintage cans that Mm -hmm. people kind of put on display and probably like the thinner one. I'm guessing it's probably about like three inches wide and then like only like an inch deep. That's still a good size for your ass. And it's it's not smooth. No, they have ridges. (laughs) And rust. And rust on it. I think he needs to go to the doctor to see if he like got tetanus or something. Couldn't you get tetanus from that? Because you get like little cuts in your little, anus. Look, you're the doctor. Am I the doctor? <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway, the total cost of these items was about $200, and they all had to be thrown away because of fecal contamination. Yeah, you should throw them all away. Because you, you got to think that that um, 
rust can, that's like going in. It's not like it's, it's not sealed. It's yeah, it's porous. porous. Also, then you'd have to put like a tag on it that says, you know, $15 as is. And you have to put an as is. As is and not explain the as is. (laughs) Right. Asses. Asses. Um, I mean, the truth of the matter is we don't know that that hadn't been done to those items back in the past. Before before they were sold to the antique shop. Um, Anyway. This does make me want to go antiquing, though. Absolutely. I do love antique shopping. I love it. I, there's one I want to go to in like Whittier mm. that looks really good to me. Okay. I know you're very anti-AI. I am. So I have an AI story for you. Um, earlier this week, a scientific journal named Frontiers in Cell and Developmental Biology published a paper entitled Cellular Functions of Spermatid." Goneal stem cells in relation to JAKSAT signaling pathway. In it, the researchers um, summarized their research on sperm stem cells, and they also had some used some AI generated uh, images for their paper. Now, this is published in a very serious science mag- magazine, but unfortunately, these AI images as many images that are AI produced are, were a little off. Yeah. And one of them was off in a very horrible way. Now... <laughs> what are these supposed to be images of? Cells? Different cells. It is sperm related. If and- you're a scientific publication and you're not providing photographic, like real photographic images of these cells, that seems very unprofessional. Well... What do you think about this picture? Describe to I'm our audience. Scared. <gasps> Wait a minute. Okay. This is supposed to be, this isn't a picture of a cell. This is supposed to be a diagram. Basically. It's a diagram of a rat. It's a diagram of a rat. And this is AI produced? Yes. Okay. It looks like a, it looks like a cartoon rat hugging, kind of hu- or straddling a bisected testicle. It's a rat with a giant cock. Or a giant cock. But there's a huge ball sack as well. there's a ball sack. <laughs> it looks like, and it's like a bisected, so you see the interior of it. Right. With like the veins and the, and the nerve endings, and it's like weirdly blue. I don't like this, and I'm really disturbed that this was published. And this created a huge controversy because, I don't know if you can scroll in, but obviously it also has the gobbledygook words. Oh yeah, because the word I'm. This is upsetting. Yeah, this is from yonews.com. What the fuck is? Y- it was Mashable, actually. The article. I don't know. Oh, and if then you they, clicked over, and then they linked to Yo. It was uh, It was in a lot of places. I'm sure. This I is- just picked Mashable because I was like, they'll dumb it down for me. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta. I, I I was trying to look for like a um, USA Today, but they didn't. They didn't cover this story. Does yeah. He- <laughs> it's very funny though because the the rat has a massive dick, and even the rat's kind of like whoa because he's looking at his big hard on. He can't believe the, the dick size is hard of it. too. He can't believe the size of this unit. I'm I don't even want to go into like my whole rant about AI, but we need to stop this now. No, because it's, crazy. it's already getting scary and out of control. It's crazy. We need to stop this right now. Nobody, I already believe that 
layman's, I mean, because if this is happening with like scientists, that's scary. Just put up other images. There were some other stupid images in, but the rat was the definitely one, the one that got the most attention for obvious reasons. But they just also put up like different graphs and stuff that were AI generated that just were gobbledygook and just looked stupid. Yeah. Um, No, I think my hot take is, has always been that AI should not be made for public use. Like randos like you and me should not be able to just like go to an AI website and generate stuff. It should not be made for public use. It should only be made like used in a scientific application. Right. But even, but this, and even though this is just an image, it's not like generating like data. It doesn't give you confidence though. But it still doesn't give you confidence that it can be responsibly used. I'm just very anti-AI. I think it's scary. I think there are so many, um, there are so many examples of ways that it could be used for, for the bad to harm people and to harm society. Plus every single piece of AI art I've ever looked at has chilled me to my core. No, it's it's really it's sick. bad. Not it just even doesn't. not even the ones that have like f- six fingers. I'm talking about even the ones that are like kind of look okay. Like there's something off about them. There's always something off. It's uncanny valley. So I do have two more stories. I'm going to probably skip one because maybe it's too sad. Yeah, skip the sad one. I'm going to skip a sad one. And I'm going to end on one that is very, um, one that everyone is talking about. And that is the woman who got scammed of $50,000 and wrote about it in the cut. Did you see this? Of course I saw it, but I never read it. And I subscribed to the cut. Well, this is a, Crazy story. So basically, in a nutshell, I'm going to give you some details. This is a woman. Her name is Charlotte Coles. She's actually a financial writer. So that's her gig. Yeah. Um, She wrote a piece in the cut that was basically kind of like, if it can happen to me, it can happen to anyone type thing. And obviously, the internet was like, actually, that absolutely could not happen to me. Um. A lot of it's because I don't have $50,000 to give to someone. Yeah. But um, so basically what happens, she receives a phone call from a woman pretending to be customer service at Amazon. Um, She's there to verify that this woman, Charlotte Coles, had made various purchases on Amazon. And she's like, I haven't made those purchases. Then she connects her to um, an official with the Federal Trade Commission who is investigating fraud at Amazon And he reads off some personal information to her to confirm her identity. And that really convinces her that um, her identity has been used by scammers to not only purchase this stuff at Amazon, but open up two dozen bank accounts, um, purchase vehicles, properties. And he even makes an elaborate claim that her name has been used to commit multiple crimes. Oh, my God. So he, at that point, is like, I need to... um, put you in touch with a CIA agent because this is even deeper than we initially thought. Jesus. So then he connects her to a CIA agent and he sends her photos of his badge. I'm sorry. Photos. (laughs) Photos of his badge. Then he tells her she needs to withdraw as much cash as she she possibly can from her bank account because her accounts are about to be frozen. 
um, because this fraud case is going to be investigated. He says then she needs to give the cash to an undercover agent who will then come back to her apartment the next day and give her a government check instead. No, see, that's where, that's where, (laughs) see, that's where I would tap out. Yeah. I mean, obviously I don't, I'm not saying it would get this far with me, but that's the part where I'd be like, well, what does it matter if I have the cat? It's my cash. What does it matter if it's, isn't it safer? Why do I need to give you the cash and get a check? That doesn't make sense. If you're just going to give it back to me. So she does this and obviously the whole time in her article, she's like, I wasn't sure about this, but they knew this piece of information. Look, people can find out almost everything about you online if they're trying, right? Especially these scammers. Um, And obviously all of this unease was confirmed because uh, she was unable to connect with the, the officer or the agent again after she gave them this money. So she literally went down to this car and just handed them a shoebox full of $50,000 in cash. Was it even like a Lincoln car? Like a town car? What was it? What kind of car uh, was that? I don't know. It's like someone's Celica and she yeah. just goes downstairs. <laughs> I would hope she would have not done it at that point. And obviously this is also one of the things where it's like, don't tell your husband. We need to keep him safe and protected. Just like all of the typical um, type things. I was willing to give her the benefit of the doubt because I am a dumb bitch, but now she's lost me. I, I have to be honest. I am very sympathetic to senior citizens, elderly people who get scammed. Um, people who maybe don't have as much knowledge about this kind of stuff. Of course. Um, but she's a financial writer. I just, I feel like at this point in, in this day and age, you got to know at this point not to do this kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, If this were me, I'd need more verification than just talking on the phone with someone. I would be like, let me go to my local office, like a local like government office where I can discuss this with, some law enforcement or yes. some official. You want to go into a place. In person. Absolutely. Um, or go to your bank. I mean, this is like definitely where my cynicism and not trusting anybody ever pays off. It definitely right. hinders me in certain areas. Also, but as far as getting scammed, it definitely helps me here. Because I probably wouldn't believe someone who was trying to help me. Also, we don't answer <laughs> our phones anymore. No. Like no. we is like do are boomers still the only generation that answers their phone? She's not a, even that old. That's the crazy thing. How old is she? I think she might be like in her late thirties, early forties. Okay. She's a millennial. No, she's not like she's a millennial. Why is she answering her phone to random numbers? We don't do that. Dude, her husband must be pissed too. I would be pissed. I would be like, why didn't you call me immediately? I I, don't care if someone tells you not to. Like if someone's telling you not to do things where you're going to have some backup, I think there's a title I was reading about it. There's like, it's something called like scammers use like a no exit technique, which means you have nowhere to go to find out information because you're not, it's like, don't go there. Because if you log into that account, they'll get your password. You know what I mean? They, they like kind of, box you in in they a way. psychologically yes. freak you out. Right. And I guess a bigger example of that is like, I'll kill your whole family if you tell yeah. a cop or you call a cop or right. whatever, right. like that kind of thing. And that's scary. Um, so yeah, she's a writer for um, like new, multiple things with financial advice. She's like a financial advice columnist, which makes this even crazier. Obviously everyone was pretty 
mean to her online because a lot of people just can't believe that this she fell for this. I mean, she's I, a little unsympathetic and she does admit that it's very embarrassing. It is embarrassing. And I do have sympathy to a degree that she's getting attacked so much online. But I agree with you that if I was the husband, I would be pissed. I think her point is I wanted to tell everybody and this could happen to anyone, which is good, I guess, because she did, she did embarrass herself. <laughs> In order maybe to help somebody. Yeah. I mean, it's no skin off our necks. It's not our money. No. And clearly she's someone who can have $50,000 on hand. And yeah. it's probably not going to devastate her, even though obviously it's a lot of well, money. she drained her account. But I, she's still like a person who has money. Like and like saving. Yeah. And stuff. stuff like that. Right. So this is her. So she's young. Dude. Um, That's crazy. I see. I'm glad you told this story because I was I had the article saved and I kept forgetting to read it. It's definitely worth reading because as you're reading it, you are definitely sort of like, come on. Yeah. Like every time something happens, you're like, seriously. Like, first of all, why are you still on the? Like, I would never be on the phone for five hours. Like, this five is like a five hours. hour. Yes, they kept her on the line. Like switching her to different people, having her do things for five hours. So this is like an operation. Yes. Yes. It definitely reminded me because I just watched that movie, The Beekeeper, and it has like a similar, you know, you're seeing these kind of phone scammers. Yeah. I mean, it is sick to do that to somebody. I fucking hate it. Um, But you really can't do anything online or over the phone. Like just go into a place. I need to talk to face to face. Also, no one is like connecting you to the CIA agent. Do you know no. what I mean? Like, no one's doing that. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. what does the CIA have to do with this? Why do they give a shit that this the CIA random doesn't woman... doesn't do with, deal with this type of one-on-one thing, a woman getting scammed. Not even the FBI. I don't think so. <laughs> Until you're scammed, maybe, then you're a witness or something. But, like, she doesn't have any inside info. Like, what is she going to tell them? This is crazy. It's crazy. I mean, just logically, why would you need to give cash to... To the CIA. I just feel like, yes, it would be scary if someone's like, all these expensive purchases were made on your Amazon. Of that course. would freak anybody out. But should also raise some hair eyebrows. Like, you should be like, well, wait a minute. Let me check. Or like, well, I'm not going to have to pay for this because I didn't do it. Like, well, because the first thing I would do was go to my Amazon account and look and see if anything was recently right. purchased. But I think they're like, oh, it's a different account. That you don't know about. Well, I go to my web bank website. <laughs> I mean, it's just I'd all of it is stupid. I'd open my banking app and see what purchases, and it would, no, none of it makes sense. And naturally, it would say, you know, Postmates, yeah, and not this, absolutely. But yeah, I think most of us would dip when they were like, put money, <laughs> go to the bank. Yeah, it's like, look, we had fun at my house on the phone, but I'm not leaving my house to go to the bank yeah. and get 50. Like, that's where I'm like, ah, fine, I'll take the scam. I probably won't have to pay for it anyway because yeah. they'll know, right? Like, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just thought I would bring up that story because everyone was talking about it. And I do kind of love those stories where everyone's like, what would you do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've, I, it's rare when you get one where it's so one-sided. Because everyone's like, uh, no, that would never happen to me. Sorry. I want to be supportive of victims. <laughs> but like this is one where I'm like, no, ma'am, I'm sorry. Yeah, like I could see it happening up to a point, but then, yeah. The only one I've ever done 
which was like 20 years ago, like when I first probably was using internet, was like I got a notice from my bank and I sent my uh, PIN number. Because <gasps> they're like, change. you have to change your PIN number. There's been fraud. Oh my God. And the funny thing was I was like, I did it. And it's not like, I, I didn't lose any money. I, I didn't have much money in my bank account and it, I did get it all back. Um, but I do remember when I was doing it, I was like, look at me. I'm not procrastinating. Oh, <laughs> I'm doing no. it right away. Like the one time I didn't put something off, like, oh, I'll deal with that later. I was like, ooh, I'm going to do it right away. I'm an adult. Oh, <laughs> my God. Fix my password. And I was so proud of myself. Oh, my God. But that was a different time period. Was- now I would never do that because I get fraud things all the time. No. Have you noticed like recently there's been so like you get tons of text messages that are yes. like, your package has been delivered yes. to the warehouse. Okay. The U- USPS one. You get fake USPS text messages that are like, we need your information because your package was not delivered to the warehouse. No, I get that literally once a week. And I also get emails now where it's like, thank you so much for your purchase. Right. And I'm so it's like hoping I'll be like, what purchase? We got one recently sent to the Hollywood crime scene email. Oh. And I remember I texted you. Oh, right, right. I texted you a screenshot. I was like, did we did you buy this? Like yeah, through our PayPal account or whatever. But that's what you do, right? You ask people. I just asked you and you were like, no. So I was like, oh, it's obviously a scam. That's weird though when you start getting them in a new place that you haven't before. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. our business account or stop, whatever. Just leave me alone. Like stop scamming people. It's. I always want to write back like, what are you doing? You better stop, sir. Why? <laughs> it's like, don't scam me. I'm yeah, regular, stop sending these emails to people. You are evil. I'm a regular person. Yeah. I am not a wealthy person. Please don't, please. Well, that's the thing. It's always just poor people or regular people Yeah, giving their life savings. Go scam uh, Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk. Why don't you do that? Scam. We'd all be happy. We'd we don't care because no. they can afford to whatever. Yeah, it's fine. Drain they, their bank account. Put them back on the block. <laughs> we'll take care of them. We just... Yeah. No, I agree. It sucks. It really sucks. Um, anyway, yeah, just don't scam. Please stop scamming. Please stop scamming people. I don't appreciate it. Let's take a break here. We'll be right back. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings with big cash back at hundreds of stores. Don't miss headliners like Canon, Fenty Beauty, and Dyson I can't wait to shop for all of my summer fashion and beauty needs, and we'll definitely be checking out Ulta and Adidas. Rakuten really is the best way to shop. You can really save by stacking cash back on top of other deals, and during Big Give Week, the cash back is bigger than ever. It's the time to shop for everything you need for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Membership is free, and it's all happening May 6th 
to May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost on top of Big Give Week cashback rates. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Rakuten is the shopping platform to save while shopping. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Desi, should we tell our listeners about our new Patreon offering? Yes. So right now, you can get a free seven-day trial if you've been wanting to check out our Patreon but weren't sure about it. Now you have no reason not to. Yeah, it's free. free Free for seven days when you sign up. At patreon.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. We'll have a link in the show notes. We just recorded a brand new recap of our Ashley Simpson show. And we will also be posting our fourth installment of our Law & Order SVU recap. The Ashley Simpson, that's at the $5 tier. Law & Order comes at the $10 tier. But that's not all you get at those tiers. That's just the latest thing. Those are just some of the latest things. We also have, um, like, we have, like, 500 posts. Yeah. And you get ad-free episodes as well. And every episode that appears on this feed, like the main, the mini episodes and the main episodes, those are all ad-free on Patreon. And I also wanted to say, in the past, you were charged on the first of the month regardless of when you joined that is no longer the case. Patreon now basically bills you whatever day you join, that's the day you get billed the next month. So you don't have to worry about joining at the end of the month and then getting charged on the first again. Right. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to highlight that so that you don't have to wait. Yeah. You can just go right now. You don't have to be like, well, I'll wait to the first. And that's a good thing. It's really good because we obviously don't want people to be joining on the 31st and then get charged the next day. Yeah. Um, And that definitely has happened in the past. We don't obviously make those payments. We don't sit here with our credit card machine swiping things. It's all done online. So we had no, um, we couldn't do anything about it except for put it in our notes. Like, don't do that. (laughs) If you don't want to be be double charged. Like, so I'm happy that that was finally an option. 
Um, yeah. So we can also promote the Patreon all the time. And next up, our next Law & Order episode we're going to be talking about is the famous Benson Goes Undercover at a Rave. Oh, my God. Which is a classic. Yes. Where we get to see Benson dressed like a candy raver. That's really funny. And we love that. Yes. Anyway, okay. um, so yeah, just wanted to give a little plug for those. Should we get into what we've been watching? Yes. Well, the big one. Well. <laughs> the big one is obviously Love is Blind, which the sixth season came out on the 14th. Yeah, that makes sense. And... <clears throat> Wow, what a season it's been. It is by far my favorite season. Agreed. It's Agreed. the best season. It's the best season. Like from the get-go. Do you know what I mean? From episode one. Yeah, it is so good. We're going to be doing a mega recap, a two-part mega recap on Cara Berry's podcast. We're going to record our first installment of that on Saturday. Right. We've recapped that with her for a few seasons. We skipped last season because I think it was not good. Yeah, it wasn't that good. So Netflix really redeemed themselves. Oh my God, it was so fucking good. So Kara's podcast is everyone's business but mine. If you're not subscribed to that, we will of course post on our socials when that episode is out. It should be up pretty pretty soon. And then then when the last batch of episodes come out, we're going to do another recap with her. To finish out the season. I'm excited. I, I haven't finished this block. Okay. I think I'm on eight. I just have so many opinions that I need to share with you guys that yeah. I've just sort of been... Because we have like a group DM, obviously, and I don't want to like blow my wad now discussing right. it. Save it for takes, the show. But it's been hard not to just want to talk about everything. Well, the great thing about this show is when it's good... You really get shocked by behavior of people you thought you liked. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that's what's so interesting about this particular reality show is they're so good at utilizing like whiplash because it's pretty much even the lesser seasons. That's a common theme on this show is that you start out having one opinion about a cast member, and then it could be the next episode. Or it could be four episodes down the line where there's this 180-degree turn oh. and they're suddenly a monster. And this is like happening for like 90% of the people on this show right now for me. There's like two people on this show. <laughs> this hasn't happened yet. Right. There's literally only two pretty likable people. I mean, there's some other likable people, but like two where it's like, we all agree on these two. Kind of thing, I think. Are you talking about in terms of as a couple? or As just- a couple, there's definitely a few people I like where it's like, what are you doing? Well, that's how I feel about AD. Yeah, AD it's- is definitely like, what are you doing, girl? Like- I've, always, <laughs> I've always liked AD since episode one, and my opinion about her as like a person hasn't changed, but her choices make me sad. Yes, and I'm just saying there's pretty much for me... One couple where I'm like, that's probably the only one that's gonna happen. Johnny and Amy, honestly, yeah. who gives a shit? Because they're just <laughs> they're two, the boring couple. They're the boring happy couple, right? And they're both seem like perfectly lovely people. And any of their drama, it's kind of like they just trying to give them something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's kind of like they're gonna work it out. 
No, the person I was shocked at how much of a that I gasped the most that their behavior was Laura, where I went from pretty neutral on her to at the by the end of episode six, I was I hated her. I would say for me, the biggest mind blowing what the fuck is Kenneth. Oh, well, that is, <laughs> that is my, yes. I would say Kenneth is the most mind-blowing. Only because I didn't really ever like Laura or know her really that well. No, I was neutral yeah. about her at best. I was neutral about her. Yeah. So for me to go from neutral to being like, oh, you're shitty. I don't like what she did to AD. I don't, I still have questions about what happened. Like what what was that is crazy. Like the whole thing is crazy to me. Like, I feel like, am I missing a piece of information here? Like, I feel like, I just feel like I don't, I don't know. I just, yeah. I, it it's crazy. Me, it, it makes me icky the way that she, um, discussed AD's body and made, made her body the subject of like, pub, you know, that kind of, Oh, it's fine. If we just slap your titties around, who cares? Like, I don't no, know. It's I beyond, it's over the top. Like, it's not just commenting. It's, it was like joking about touching her. It's, it's like, you don't okay. do that. No. It's not okay. No, but with Kenneth, to me, I'm like, that guy is, there's something wrong with him. Like, that was <laughs> I've shocking. never seen anything like that before in my life. Because it's just I, rude. I was rooting for them. And then all of a sudden, I just was kind of bored by them. And I was like, whatever. Like, they're religious, right? They're both kind of Christian. They're set so up I, for this. I never really get the motivations of Christians. <laughs> like I don't really get it. Do you know what I mean? It's like okay, they seem happy. They love God. They talk about God. I'll never have that connection with someone, so I don't really get it. And I can see why that would be important to them. Um, but that makes it even more shocking, though, when a Christian God person is kind of like fucked up. I mean, it's not shocking in general because that's why I don't fuck with that. But like, in in the way he did it was very weird to me. Well, he seemed like such a nice guy, and he really, genuinely did seem really into her. Right, and she's like seems perfectly nice, and no, she's, she's pretty, and like whatever. I have no problem with her. She seems like a very nice girl. It just, it was shocking. Well, it was a very classic love is blind couple where you're like those two would never have met or maybe gone out in the real world. Right. Uh, not because either one of them is hideous or anything. They just probably didn't run in the same circles or whatever. Um, so it was kind of like one you're like, oh, that would be cool if it worked out because they're so such a, you know, a couple you would never put together maybe. But they're so cute together. Yes. They were so cute together, I think. You saw the connection in the pods. Yeah, and I felt like they both had such a respect for each other. And then yes, there they was, seemed they really respected each other. That's what's crazy. Happened. <laughs> it's and it's a weird. I won't get into it. I'll save it for Brad. But it's like a, a disrespect. I don't think I've ever quite seen in a show like this. Like it's a new disrespect. It's a different kind of disrespect. Yeah. It's 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 maybe, not. A, it's like a little. Uh, it's a little more passive. It's a passive disrespect. Yeah. It's interesting. We will get into the weeds with Kara for sure. Yeah. Um, It'll be like a 10-hour episode. Oh, it's going to be super... (laughs) It's going to be long. That's why I'm glad we're breaking it up this year. You got to with this one because there's just too much. This season, there's too much... Like, There's There's been several times I've I've literally been like... (gasps) I've gasped. Like gasped out loud. Gasped. Like... And that's just like crazy. And every episode I feel like has one of those moments. Every episode ends on a cliffhanger. Even like the last episode where I didn't 
the latest one where you don't really think anything's happening, it ends on, I can't wait for you to get to it. Is it episode eight or nine? Episode nine. Okay. So it's, I mean, I was like devastated when I was like, that's it. I have to, I have to wait a week. That's why do they do that with this show? It's so weird. They, they, they roll. They always do that. They roll out six episodes, then they make you wait a week. Then they roll out three. Then they make you wait a week. Then they then they roll out the final episodes, and then a week, and then the tell all. It's crazy. It's a really weird format, and I need to know why. I bet it. I bet they like scientifically figured out some like psychological yeah. addictive <laughs> reasoning. No, there is definitely something behind this choice because then we have a week to like dissect online. Where if it all dropped at once, maybe we'd all just rush through it and just talk about the end. Yeah. I don't know. I'm glad glad it's not all out because I do kind of like that it stays in the conversation for a few weeks. Yeah. It's funny because I was up with my nieces and we were watching, we wanted like a stupid show to watch at the end of the night because we were really busy days walking around and eating. And so we would just lounge. And initially we were watching um, the new season of The Bachelor, which I have to say is one of the better Bachelor seasons I've ever watched. I don't watch it every season, but it was really good. Yeah. Then I remembered that Love is Blind is dropped and we immediately switched over to Love is Blind. Yeah. But I am going back now and watching. I was, I think actually I caught up to The Bachelor because that comes out weekly. Yeah. So there was like five episodes and we kind of binged them. Um, but it's pretty good too. If you want another dating type show, it's pretty juicy because there's, wow. there's a few villain girls Love it. Like girls creating some drama, which yeah. is really um, always makes it fun. And The Bachelor is pretty, it's a pretty good Bachelor. He's very um, therapy speak. He knows all the things to say. Wait, good ironically or good not ironically? I think pretty good. And I'm sincere. He's sincere. He's sincere. So that means some horrible information is going to come out about him in like four months. Right. Is that what's going to happen? Probably. He's kind of cute. He's from Philly. Nice. So, I love that. Um, and he's very caring to the girls. I think he was an ex-contestant who had his heart broken. Oh. Like he was like the final guy that got rejected yeah. at the altar. And he was literally going to propose and she's like, stop. Maybe he is a good guy. I think he is kind of a good guy. Um, but, you know, that's all I relative. For, <laughs> I forget. Do the guys, do they still make the guys propose on The Bachelorette or do the girls propose? I haven't watched a Bachelorette, but it looked like in this clip I saw of him, he was about to get down on one knee and she's like, no, 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 no. Oh. And he was like sobbing. Oh, my God. I know. I, I felt bad for him. because that's and, and that's really playing into this season a bit because he's like, I'm really worried. I'm gonna get my heart he broken again. Be rejected. It's like that's not gonna happen. These girls are—they all want to get—they all want to get married. Yeah. They love it. They love. They love you. Like because you know they come on now seeing him, so right. they all want to go out with the heartbreak guy. Yeah, and he is—he is, he is kind of cute. They're gonna heal his wounds. I also like. I was seeing maybe Ali was talking about it. Where like he's a—he's kind of like shorter. He's a short king. Yeah, and by that I mean like five nine, five ten, like. Short I think, for bachelor standards. Yeah, short for bachelor, probably average height yeah. for everyone else. Um, so that's, uh, people are speculating, like, that's why he's so sensitive. He's a short king. <laughs> he's not even short. I know. I was like, come on. He's not, 5'9 is not, I wouldn't. I was like, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if his mom is a therapist. Because mm. he just uses that really validating language when someone's revealing. He's like, thank you so much for, for being vulnerable that. with me. I'm listening and I really appreciate, like he does all of those kind of 
nice things to hear. Yeah. But it's it's sincere. Right. It's just rare to see that on TV, especially when you're putting it up next to Love is Blind. Oh, my God. <laughs> none of those guys seem like they've gone to therapy at no, all. None of them. And don't know how to communicate, like, at all. Every guy with the exception of Johnny. Yeah. I mean, because all we've seen of Johnny is he seems perfectly fine. And sweet. Yeah. And he's cute and whatever. He seems like a fun guy. Yeah. The right mix of fun and sincere. But every other man on this season, and look, not to say that the women are prize pigs themselves. Oh, they're they're absolutely not. They're absolutely just (laughs) as bad, with the exception of, I think, AD and Amy and Brittany. I like Brittany. I like Brittany. Okay, so I like three of the girls. But that's, I mean, that's how you know it's a good season, because even three of the girls... Or is it three girls? How many? It's Chelsea. The, oh, well, Chelsea. Whatever. A few of the girls are also pieces of work. Chelsea and Laura, I don't like. But there's also girls. Oh, the other girls. The other girls Jessica. coming back. The, the rejected girls who are pieces of work as well. Jessica is very divisive on Reddit. Oh, really? Well, I think Reddit has, Love is Blind Reddit has genuine, like generally concluded that they don't like Jessica. And I think people have taken umbrage with her use of her daughter on her TikTok, that it's like very okay. They, you know, people have accused her of using her daughter for content on TikTok, right? And um, I don't know. I, I don't Other, really like Jessica. I don't dislike her. I like you said, kind of neutral. I'm neutral. I'm neutral on Jessica. I really that's of all the girls. There's no way that she's even comes close to someone I have the most issues with. No. Um, I do feel like Sarah is a troublemaker. Sarah Ann? Yeah. Yeah. Like Big she time. she kind of hinted at some point, right? That she was going to do something. Like she's not going down lightly. <laughs> she is not <laughs> going down lightly. No. I mean Jeremy Jeremy's psychotic, but like Jeremy, <laughs> I wrote this on Twitter yesterday that like Jeremy, one of his like big personality traits is how n- neat and tidy he is. And whatever, um, he's too, like when we get to his apartment, he's too tidy to me. Look, there's a, it's great when someone is neat and tidy, but there becomes a line you can cross where it's a little sterile. It's sterile. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's sterile. And it's like, you don't even live here. Nothing looks used. It doesn't look lived in. It looks, his apartment looks like a, a prop, like a set. It looks like, um, a hotel room. It's also like weird when it's a guy. For some reason, it's a little creepier to me because it's very like um, American Psycho or something. Because it's Amer- it's giving American Psycho. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, but he doesn't even have like. I mean, it, it's just there's nothing remarkable. I mean, at least Patrick Bateman had art on his walls. No, I mean, at the, least he had interesting furniture. Jeremy is like interesting because I never really got him. But I just thought he was kind of a boring nerd or something. I I had sympathy towards Jeremy and I thought I, I had like kind of positive feelings about him and I did feel bad for him because Laura kept doing this irritating thing, nitpicking him and making him feel bad about his Hawaiian shirts. And I felt yeah, like that was wrong. She the way she said it was cruel. And she kept T- and she was just rude to him about it, and and 
and critic. She's overly critical of him on things that didn't need to be criticized well, like that. It's also like you knew what you were getting into because he said it in the pods. He yeah. says he loves to wear Hawaiian shirts, and then she's like, "Oh, I can fix that." And she was just so mean to him about it. So I had a lot of sympathy for him on that front. But as look, I'm not going to say what happens in episode nine. But I don't like what he did. This doesn't change how I feel about Laura. But let me just say she has a right to be upset. No, I just never saw their connection either. It definitely seemed like we're going to pick someone. Because she wants to change too much about him. Yeah. And look, he's not my kind of guy. I need a guy who I could never live in a house with him. And I consider myself a fairly clean person. No, but you don't want someone who's always looking at what you've done or like, do you know what I mean? Like noticing you, everything. Well, you could, you probably like living with him. You'd feel like you could never relax ever because no. he'd always be like that. Dish needs to be out of the sink right now. Yes, that's irritating. And there's no art on his walls. There's no personal pictures. There's no personality. It's everything's beige. It's just too sterile, like you said. He's and also I, like the kind of guy who's into fitness, but it's like a weird addiction. Do you know what I mean? There's something that feels unwell about him. Yeah, it's like he's kind of controlling, I think. Yeah, there's some of those... Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, so... And the thing I said on Twitter yesterday is like, this is not a man who would ever fuck you on your period. Because that's unsanitary to him. No, and if he did it, the whole time he'd be thinking about he needs to change the sheets or replace them. Replace Do you know what I mean? Like, He'd want to replace yeah. the sheets. I don't think this guy ever has like spontaneous sex because he's no. worried about making a mess. No, I think if he does it the whole time, he's not, th- he's, he's like, not he's moment. trying to prove a point yes. and just like whatever. No, I'm so into this season. They got me again. <sighs> So good. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. And it's truly for me the best season ever. I agree. Um, It's so good. I don't know how they do it. It's so Um, good. It should be called Love Isn't Blind, though. I saw somebody somebody make a point that I disagree with today on Twitter. They were like, Love is Blind. She was like, Love is Blind is like conservative propaganda. Oh, I saw that. Uh, Love is Blind is conservative propaganda because it's showing all these people that, you know, this heteronormative view. And I'm like, if anything, it's the opposite of like it's showing how dark that is that this traditional heteronormative lifestyle is. Right, that people are so desperate for that. They they are willing to do this to <laughs> right. get it. That's right. not normal. No, I thought it's like yes, maybe a lot of the cast members have traditional cis heteronormative views about partnership maybe yes of course there are lots of cast members who who feel that way but that's not what's being like what's being projected to me is like you know how dark that can also be no i mean i i don't know what that i feel like people always have to come up with these weird sociological takes about how it indicates something about society or something it's like just watch the show it's, it's love, love is, is blind. It's love is blind. There's nothing deep here. Like no, it's a bunch of crazy people who want to be on TV and do this. So what you're going to get is people willing to do that, right? Like right. So already you're dealing with like a lesser type of like. Well, you're dealing with someone who's either so desperate to get married that they're willing to put everything out on Front Street. Yeah. 
and spend two weeks in a pod trauma bonding with other people into getting engaged. At some point I was like, does anyone not have a story? Oh, like even on the bachelor too, it's like every single girl, he has a talk with every single girl at some point. I was like, is anyone on this show not have some horrific tragedy they're recovering from? See, this is like crazy. This is why you could never do these. I mean, I would want to see it, but this is, why it would break that narrative is because you'd be talking about getting molested, but also cracking jokes about it at the same time. No, I wouldn't be in tears. Like these girls are all all in tears. Yeah, like this is a serious thing, and I'm not saying it shouldn't be. Uh, well, I'm just <laughs> but saying I'm just you saying, personally, uh, yeah. Desi. How no, would they edit around that? No, they'd be like, "This girl is." I'd be the crazy one. They're like, "No one picks her." <laughs> There's no way. Or maybe Trevor. I mean, I'd get Trevor. I love Trevor. <laughs> I like Trevor too. And he's like, he's an example of someone I was like, oh boy, he's probably going to be really picky about girls' bodies. No. Because he's like a fitness guy. No, he's not that guy. But he's like the opposite of what I thought. He's, so that's like a good thing. I love Trevor. Trevor was like pretty much the best guy besides Johnny because he's a nice guy. But Trevor seemed like the person who you would be able to not only have fun with, but also have be serious with. Um, well, I don't want to talk too much about it, but I do want to just hit one more point and see what you think about this. I've seen a lot of people speculate that they think the reason Chelsea picked Jimmy was to beat um, Jess. A hundred percent. I believe that. I do Conspiracy too. theory. I do too. I, when I, as soon as I saw someone bring that up, I said, yeah, in the back of Chelsea's mind, she thought it's better for me to win over the, quote unquote hot girl, the Instagram baddie, because Jess looks like an Instagram baddie. Yes. It's it's better because Chelsea's so goddamn insecure. She needed to beat her. Yeah. Rather than go with follow her heart and pick the guy she was more compatible with. Because Jimmy is boring. He's so boring. there's literally no reason He's to so want him. Boring. Like it's crazy to me that he had two girls fighting over him. It's crazy <laughs> to me that he's never been with anybody who has tattoos or a nose piercing. I'm just I can't with him. He's so boring to me. He's so boring. I don't even like he's Chelsea is so bad at it makes me like root for Jimmy. <laughs> Like, Even though he's not good. No, I know. But it's like, I was like, I get where he's coming from. Like, he's done some things that have made me laugh out loud, though, not intentionally. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to go into the grit, nitty gritty because I have literally a million thoughts. No, and we're just scratching the surface. I know we're talking, we're spending a little time talking about it here, but we will, like, there's, I mean, you, there's so much more to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Really. We'll promote it, obviously, when we're up and hopefully that will be soon. Because I think she posts her episodes she, pretty fast. So. I think she'll post it pretty quickly because the next batch is come, will be coming out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I I'm can't so wait. I'm so excited. What am I going to do for the next two I days? I know. I'm kind of excited. I have one and a half episodes still. Dude, I can't wait for you I to know. get to the end of episode I'm nine. I'm excited. <laughs> you need to text me or, or post in the group <laughs> chat. Okay. Anyway, um, honestly, that was like the most exciting thing I watched this week. Obviously, Drag Race is still going on. I've been watching Drag Race España, which I'm really enjoying. It's a really great international spinoff of the franchise. There's I'm watching season one of España, and my favorite queen is, her name is Poopy Poison. 
Oh my god! And she is she's like an older queen. I always love the older queens, Me too. Me too. even though they're like thirty eight, and they're always like gone week one or two. No, Usually. she's she's like a she's she's like a, one of the top queens. Oh, good. And I really love her. She's really um, she has such a fun personality, and she's shady. Sometimes I don't think they like the older style queens on Drag Race America, like the U.S. one. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Can, they like, can get an, they have an unfair advantage. Yeah. But I, I, a lot of my favorite queens are the older me ones. Me too. Like I'm a huge Darian Lake fan. Oh God. You know who's so funny is, um, I don't know if you've listened to her podcast, Delta. I don't listen to it. She'll post clips on her Instagram that are so funny. She's so funny. Yeah. I love seeing her. I should listen to the show. Yeah, she's great. Just but, check out the clips. She's very funny and she's such an old school Queen, I love her. I love that. She's very funny. But I do love, I obviously listen to Willem and Alaska's recaps. Oh, I saw Alaska's doing a show. We have to go. Let's go. It's called Oops, Alaska Did It Again. I'm into it. It's it's in downtown LA, I think, at the end of March. I want to go. We're going. Okay, good. It's happening. Yay. We can bring Brendan. He's a fan of Alaska, too. Who isn't? I love her. I love her, too. She's so good. And Willem is honestly one of the funniest people alive. No, I was so glad when you started listening to that pod because it is so, so good. Together. I used to be crying, laughing in my car, and I, I could never explain it to you because it's just those moments you yeah. can't really explain, like where they do one of those little soundboard things yeah. or just something. It's always the foghorn sound effect for me. <laughs> no, them together because Alaska's like the good girl yeah. in that combo, and but Willem will just say the out of pocket shit, and Alaska is always just kind of like giving them the benefit oh, of the no. doubt, like. Yeah. No, I'm just like, no, Willem is a Ooh, love, sorry. love, love Willem. Ugh. Yeah, love it. Anyway, um, should we move on into what did you eat? Because we yes, have a lot we to We have a lot to. of food. Should we start with this menu I have? Okay. I was privileged to be taken to a fabulous 10-course tasting menu at the Michelin-starred restaurant Mansky. I'm so jealous because they're closing. This is very sad. Mansky and the um and the its sister restaurant BC Clet, which is upstairs or yeah. downstairs, I don't know, it's like attached to the same building. They're both closing March 1st. Okay. Which is very sad. This is the same husband and wife team behind one of our favorite restaurants in LA, Republique. Yes. Which Desi and I have- We talked about going to Manska. We've talked about going here. So they do like a tasting menu. It's very like, you know, shit you see on chef's table. Right. Where it's like a once in a lifetime meal. You're getting little things. You're, everything is tiny and every bite is perfect. And there's um, gelés and foams and, oh. you know, all kinds yeah. of stuff. So they gave me a menu to take home. I really, I went with Brendan. He took me there for Valentine's Day. And we began with a tostada. And that we got a little, this is what I like. The waiter, he told us, I mean, we have, we had like six waiters like doing different things. It's like very choreographed. Yeah. Because they have someone pouring the thing and then things to do. They whipping this and spooning it onto your plate and whatever. Um, so they gave us a little story. They're like, uh, Chef Mans or whatever, Chef Mansky 
grew up in San Diego and was very inspired by the fish tacos he ate as a kid. Mm. So this dish is a representation of that or interpretation of that. Ooh. So it was like a little teeny tiny cylindrical <laughs> cylindrical um, tower of chopped ahi, raw ahi tuna sitting in a like on on a basket, like a little tor- like blue corn crispy tortilla right. with some guacamole at the bottom. It was just like a bite. Yeah. And then it came with a shot of salsa, like salsa water, basically, like inspired by the flavors of salsa. It was like clear. It was a clear liquid, but it tasted like salsa. <laughs> That's food of the future. <laughs> it was. And I have to mention the other thing. They made my entire tasting menu non-alcoholic. So wow. Brendan had the alcoholic version. So he had wines and spirits come with each course. Right. They gave me non-alcoholic beverages for every single course. Cute. So this, I had a non-alcoholic margarita. Was it shiny? It was tiny. Oh, because you're holding your hand like this. I picture this little margarita. No, it was. It was a teeny tiny shot of like, you know, lime Lime. and salt flavor, basically. No alcohol. Uh, then we had Norwegian king crab with a blood orange gelée, and it came with a lyserod sparkling tea. What? What's lyserod? Look, they explained to me what things were, and I still didn't get it. Yeah, I still didn't get it. But this every, is like molecular gastronomy. Some of it really was. <clears throat> yeah, and so this was like a scoop of Norwegian king crab salad over this like blood orange jelly. It looked like a flower. I always like tasting menus, but there is always going to be a part of me that's like, I want more of that, though. <laughs> Do you oh, know what I mean? Like, let me tell you the one thing I wanted more of. Well, there were a couple things. Yeah. Okay, so my my one of my favorites was the Monterey Bay Red Abalone. And this came with um, a custard, like a savory egg custard mm. underneath and caviar. Yum. It was so... Umami. <laughs> like that's the only way to describe it. Yeah. It was just like very rich. Then we got a brioche. Yum. They gave us a laminated brioche mm. in the shape of a cylinder. It was okay. like looked like very compressed. I posted it on my stories. But it was basically like a cylindrical croissant. Yum. It was so good. And that came with butter from Normandy. Yum. So this butter mountain was wheeled to the table. And they just would scrape like a scoop of butter, like it was ice cream, Mm. off of this butter mountain and then give it to you in a dish. And the butter sommelier or whatever she was explained to us like the fucking region and the butter maker. And they had a picture of the butter maker. And they said, it's recommended you try the butter on its own as well. Don't have to tell me twice. Don't have to tell me I stuck a fork in that butter and I just started eating it. It was and it was very good. Yeah. And then um I'm not gonna read like everything, but the thing that I definitely wanted more of was the chanterelle mushroom caramel, which was little um pastas mm. filled with this chanterelle mushroom. So like a ravioli, but they were in the shape of like a candies, like a wrap like a Hard candy wrappers, so they were in that kind of shape. And then it was sitting in a very caramelized, reduced, like, chicken jus. Yum. So it was super concentrated. They called it a caramel, and I could see why. And then they shaved black truffles on top of it. Ooh, yum. That was like, give me more of that. Yeah. 
I wanted I mean, everything was good. Always with the pasta, they never give you enough. <laughs> no, these were tiny little pieces of yeah. pasta, and I wanted more. Then we got a quail, whole ranch quail. And that was delicious because they did like an all orange sauce. Yum. And it was the teeniest, tiniest piece of, it was like a quarter of an ounce of quail. But it was like the most <laughs> delicious thing I'd ever yeah. tasted. Then, you would have loved this. We got a teeny tiny piece of Wagyu beef. <laughs> and they're like, if it doesn't melt, if it doesn't melt in your mouth, like we'll send it back, basically what they told me. And it did melt in my mouth. It did? Yeah. Okay, good. It was so marbleized. Oh it God. was just like the most succulent, incredible thing. And I'm not even like a beef girl, but I was a beef stan yeah. after eating this. And it had a delicious reduction saw reduction sauce on it. Um, and like a teeny tiny like palm puree on the side. Like, I mean, it was just everything was spectacular. Was there anything you didn't care for that much? Yes. But it was still good. But the thing where I was like, I that's enough of that was the main sea scallop. And only because I don't really like raw scallop. Oh, it was raw. It was raw scallop with compressed apple cubes. Right. So they were like molecular gastronomized yeah. apples with yuzu shiso. I mean, that's the thing with those 10 course meals. You got to accept the fact that one or two might be like, huh. But you kind of have to eat everything. You have to. Yeah. You have to eat everything. And then there's definitely, there were so many things where... I was blown away. Yeah. And just taken somewhere. Yeah. And I, really, I mean, that's the point of these. It's an experience. It's not to go where you can stuff yourself. It's and to have these perfect bites. And we were worried. It's funny because we were worried like that we would still be hungry at the end of this. Yeah. And Brendan said like, we were both agreed. We're like, this is amazing. But he was like, but let's go to In-N-Out after this. Cause like, you know, we want to be full yeah. tonight. It's Valentine's day. We want to like eat a ton of food. We actually were full up at the end of the Because ta- how long it takes. And the dessert, they gave us a little basket of mini warm madeleines. Oh, yum. And they were so good. And that also came with like this little tree of little like chocolate confections. And then a little shot of hazelnut hot chocolate. Oh, yum. It was just like a perfect meal. It was yeah. beautiful. And it's really sad that the restaurant's... Closing. I know. I'm and so bummed. I should have gone. It was great, but we talked about on our walk yesterday how like it would be really fun to try and I mean, obviously not do it often because it's so goddamn expensive. But like to make a goal to like try and hit up all the Michelin starred restaurants in LA. Right. No, you know, I think we should. Uh, I mean, it would take many years to do that, like at the pace we want to go, but. I kind of would love to, I mean, it's like worth, we should all go. Providence has one too. I really want to go to that one. There's so many of them. I was looking, right. I was looking at like the official list. We only have like. A lot of them are sushi. A lot of them are sushi. Um, there's like 30, I think, Michelin starred restaurants in LA. Right. And the only one I had gone to before this was Asteria Matza. Yes. Which we love. Yes. One of our favorites. Anyway, that was the most exciting meal uh, of the year, for sure. Um, So I was in San Francisco and obviously staying with my nieces who love food. So we did a lot of eating. Um, 
probably my most exciting meal was at Burma Love, which was Burmese food. I had never had Burmese food before because I just don't see it. I certainly would have had it. This was so good. Everything was delicious. Even like the fried rice. I was like, this is the best fried rice I've ever had. Did you have like the tea salad? Yes. The tea leaf salad? The tea leaf salad is like a classic, I think. Yeah. Um, that was so good. So good. So I had the tea leaf salad. We had the bread that mm. you dip in like a mm. curry sauce. I think it's called perutha or something. It's like a very thin, flaky, whatever. I don't know. I think it's not butter, but it's kind of oil. It has some kind of oil because it's really moist. Um, and then they give you a little side of a chicken curry to dip it in, or you mm. could get a vegetarian which I've never seen before. I loved it though. I was like, ooh, a little chicken curry. It's like a little dip of it. Um, Warm broth, like a warm curry broth. Um, Everything was so good. Just even the cocktails were really delicious. And um, yeah, I also went to a really great French bakery. Like this was the kind of bakery that has the line You have to wait in a line. And it was raining practically the whole time I was there. But we were out there with our umbrellas. Yeah. Because I was like, we gotta. Yeah. It's called Arsico Bakery. Mm. And oh my God. I I told Rachel, I was just bought a bunch of stuff because we were going to visit a few family members. And I was like, oh, we'll bring stuff. But we all were like, well, we also need to have stuff to eat in the car. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, because we were driving to Richmond. And then we were like, and we have to try everything. Right. And everyone was like, but I need one of these for myself. So it just became one of those orders. Oh my God. It was like $90 worth of Desi. croissants and that. bakery. <laughs> so they had like, I, I can't, The it was the best almond croissant I've ever had. <gasps> they had so much of the creamy almond yes. filling in it. I was like, this is how every almond croissant is supposed to be. You want so much of that creamy filling. Yeah. They also had a chocolate almond croissant that was so fucking good. And I was like, eh, I don't want that one. And then I tried. I was like, oh my God, we, do we get more of these? <laughs> they also have that. I don't know how to say it. The Konyanan. Oh yeah. The Queen Amon. Queen Amon. Uh, so this is basically. Those are good. This is basically where you're slicing up a croissant and then cooking it in butter and Brulaying sugar. It. Yeah. You're kind of bruleeing it. And I got like four of those because I was like, well, I know I want one and everyone's going to, because no one had had them. And no. I was like, everyone's going to flip out. Yeah. And they were warm oh. and they were so fucking good. And just like, it was all simple pastries. There was nothing like crazy. Um, we got a ham and cheese. We got some plain croissants for like the baby I was visiting loves croissants, Aww. which was really cute. cute. <laughs> so we got him a plain croissant. Um, and they had really good scones we got. But yeah, I highly mm. recommend this place if you're in the Bay Area. You gotta go. What's it called again? Arsico. So C A A R S I C A U L T bakery. Mm. I'm probably saying it wrong, but it's pretty well known, so you'll be able to find it. But it's goddamn. I was mm. like losing it. Um, I also went to a really good donut place called Johnny's Donuts. Ooh. And it was very similar to Sidecar type stuff. So they had a very limited amount of kind of gourmet donuts, but not, not those crazy ones where it's like fucking fruity pebbles. No, these were really delicious. And I got one that was, um, 
It was like a filled donut that had a lime mascarpone filling Ooh. that I swear to God, it was like the best key lime pie. I was like eating it. I was like, this is so good. Like I couldn't believe, cause it was like a risk, you know, where one of those are like, it could be really gross, Yeah, but this was not really gross. It was so good. So you got to try it. It literally tastes like the filling you like for key lime pie. Like yeah. it was so freaking good. And the donuts were really good. Um, I'm trying to think where else I went. <clears throat> oh, I do want to give a shout out to one of our listeners. Um, I had a plan to go to the mission, but it was raining so bad the whole time I was there. I just did not get to do everything I wanted to do, especially if it required outdoor stuff. Mm-hmm. And she is on Instagram as the Mud Witch. She's a ceramicist. Uh, she's an artist. She creates clothing. I think she specializes in really cute plus size clothing. She has a shop in the mission called Emotion Potion, and you can also follow her on Instagram. Her stuff is beautiful. Um, under Mud Witch. So I really wanted to go visit. I told her I was going to come because I really was going to come, yeah. and I just didn't get to the mission. It mm. was just like a jam-packed weekend, and then the rain created all these issues for a lot of the plans we had. So I really want to try to go. I'm definitely going to plan on going next. Up there more. I'm gonna, I love it up there. I'm trying to go over the summer. Okay. I told Brendan I wanted to go over the summer because there's, I mean, I have, there's some stuff, I have family stuff I have to want to do, like help my dad clean out, like my grandparents, some of their stuff. Right. But also I really want to go to a ball game. I had the best trip. I really had so much fun. I love it there. And there was like a million more things I wanted to do. I just fucking ran out of time. And I was tired because we did so much. I also, um, the last thing I did, I did take the bus across town to go to the ferry building. Nice. So I got some Rakuti, my favorite chocolate. And I also went to Miet, my Mm. favorite little sweet shop. The ferry building... Had a lot of uh, new stuff, though. Oh. oh, I got some really good empanadas there. There was an empanada stand. <gasps> making me so hungry. And they had the kind I really love, which is the chicken with green olive and raisins. Yeah. The, the that's official. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, that's like the authentic first time I ever had an empanada was um, someone I know's like house cleaner made empanadas for them. It was like her specialty. And I tried them and I was like, I was like, I need, because it was the first one of the, I was telling my nieces, I was like, I think that was one of the first time that I had a sort of savory sweet element because I was pretty young. In an empanada. In, a, in like a savory food. Oh. I, I, I was like one of the first time I, was, I remember thinking, it might not have been the first time I had it, but the time I was like, oh. Like, oh so you were a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I was younger. I might not, I might have been a teen. Right. But I was, I was kind of like, oh, this is really it seemed weird when I heard what it was, but it tastes really good together. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It was like the olives and raisins. I just don't think I knew. I It kind of clicked with me finally. It was like one of those moments where I was like, oh, this is really good. Like yeah. these type of combinations. And I'm absolutely sure I've had, I had them a million times before because um, I ate a lot of Indian food and that obviously has elements of that as well. It was yeah. really good. So that's in the ferry building. And they had kits too, where you could bring home the supplies and make your own. But obviously, I was oh. driving home, so I was like, "Ooh, empanada!" <laughs> I don't have time for that. I want one right now. Yeah. So, and I, I, they had like a little heart one filled with cherries. So I got that one too. So a sweet one. They had a sweet, but they had so many flavors. So of course, I got like 
two savories and a sweet and shared them with people. The other one I got was um, filled with a bunch of mushrooms and creme fraiche. Oh. <laughs> it was really good. So they had some traditional ones and non-traditional. Yes, but it was mostly traditional, it seemed. And then they had a few that were sort of like, hmm. But that mushroom one was really good. Because it was just, I love mushrooms. They're so good. But the one place I did try to convince, I almost got my nieces to go because there was a reservation available at 1030. But then we decided it was just too much money. But we will do it next time, was House of Prime Rib. Oh, that's a classic. I know. That's I was like, I was like, should we? <laughs> They're like, no, it's really hard to get a reservation. You have to do it like months in advance. And I was like, there's one at 1030. I would go. I know. It was, I'd go it was with definitely, you. we were so tired. It was like the last night. And obviously it's a lot of, it's expensive. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, we'll do it next time. Yeah. But I was really, I was like, should we? I was <laughs> like, I kind of want that primer <laughs> with a baked potato. Don't ask me twice. Like oh I want it. God. But it was so freaking fun. I like, I just had the best time up there. I was like going to give my nieces a shout out as if they're a store to visit. <laughs> so go visit my nieces in San Francisco. They're really great hosts. <laughs> But they might start a little, I was encouraging them to start like a food TikTok because they know food there and they have really good taste. So maybe when they finally get it started, I'll pimp their TikTok out. They're going to do like cheap food in San Francisco because they said that yeah. the, that's available in like the Bay, I'm sorry, LA, New York, but there's not really a good food person doing it in San Francisco. Right. So I was like, you should do it because they have a really great palate there's not they a know good what San ta- Francisco food TikTok? There might be some, but maybe not exactly what they're looking for. Okay. Um, like for younger people. I, I'm not I they just might not know also. They 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 felt like there was a need for it. Okay. So that's possible and they're really funny. So I think they would do a good job. And they should do it because I would follow their TikTok. But yeah, it was really such a fun vacation. And I I can't remember the last time I had such a fun city trip. Yeah. Just to be, I love being in a freaking city, like walking around, like you walk out of the apartment and you're like by stores and fucking restaurants. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I would like to say no one was shitting in the streets. (laughs) Like, I don't know what, like it was beautiful. It's a beautiful city. I loved it. I don't like when people talk shit about San Francisco. No, I had the best time and there are it was at- beautiful. And obviously city, you're going to see some weird things sometimes. I just, that's just being in a city. Yeah. That's just being in a city. Yeah. I don't know what anyone's talking about. I loved it. My and- only gripe with San Francisco is, uh, you know, the, all the, the millionaires and billionaires driving generations of families out of their homes. That's my gripe. That it's just too expensive, but the too. Cu- but the cultural aspects of San Francisco. No. I mean, I grew up. I grew up there. I love it. It's. I will always have a profound love for San Francisco. Uh, no, I had the best time, and I. I, I actually, I'm like, I do want to go up here more. It was an easy drive, mm-hmm. and it's just fun. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I highly recommend San Francisco as a city. <laughs> Given a plug for Again, San Francisco. Given a plug, San Francisco. It is one of the greatest food cities in the country. That's why it was so hard because I was like, I ran out of stomach room and time. Like, no, I'm I like, was like, we need to go here. There was a really good Indian right by them that we couldn't get a reservation at that looked really good. Um, I want that Burmese food again. 
And I didn't even go to the mission to get tacos or burritos. Like you got to get a burrito. Yeah. I was like, yeah, we, we were talking about how San Francisco is like burritos and LA is tacos. It's exactly what it is. I mean, I don't, I don't eat a lot of burritos here because this is a taco town. Yeah. San Francisco is a burrito town. Yeah. So I'm really bummed. I didn't get to do everything I wanted, but I did do a lot. So good. that is good for me. Uh, and in the rain, too. Good for you. It was fucking pouring on Saturday. It was pouring here. That Saturday was like my mission plan day. And then we had to completely rearrange things um, just based on not needing to be inside that day. Like it was too rainy. Oh, I also went to the Japantown Mall. Nice. That was really fun. And I got a lot of K-Beauty at one of the shops. Nice. Um, so that was really fun as well. I'm happy for you. I'm jealous. I almost said you should be. <laughs> no, uh, no, it was so fun. I wish you were there. I know. You would, well, we'll we would have up. so fun. We can so, go up over so much the fun. summer. Yeah, we would have so much fun there. It's just such a fun town. We could stay at my dad's house. Oh, yeah. I mean, I even wanted to do some of the things like just go to the Japanese tea garden. Like, I like. San Francisco has fun touristy things even, There's you know? There's so much to do. It's such a beautiful city. Um, I miss it. I'm definitely going to go over the summer. I was talking to Chris, friend of the pod, Chris Tognati and Kevin Werkheiser. They have their own podcast yes. called Now We Know, which I recommend if you're, if you're a millennial and you're super into nostalgia, they recap everything from... Like they recap like old movies and yes and TV shows from the eighties and nineties, yeah. And they're very funny. I I love been friends with Chris Tognati for twenty years, over twenty years actually. I think yeah. So I'm gonna go see him when I go up. We're gonna go to a ball game and probably Kevin too. I imagine, but yeah, it'll be fun. So anyway, um, we will be recording. Our Law and Order for Patreon this weekend. We'll also be doing Melrose Place for our other podcast called Bitch Slap and an after show at some point soon. And yes. I have a I have a great main episode planned that is piggybacking off your episode. Okay. I found some great conspiracy oh, theories good. that I'm excited to talk about. No, there was a I was coming across a bunch, so I'm excited. I mean, they're probably some of the ones you came across, but they're insane. No, there's so many good ones. I mean, there's, it could definitely be a recurring. It would be fun to just do like a, even like, just like small ones, you know? Yeah. Like, they don't have to be in-depth even, just rattle No, off these are insane ones that yeah. probably don't have that much deep research, but they're insane yeah. theories. Oh, yeah. So stay tuned for that next week, early next week. Cool. Sounds good. All right. Bye. Bye. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds.